Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Everybody is now joining us live as we are wrapping up week number two, game number two, Rutgers 2-0, and a 36-7 win over Temple. It was 14-7 in the fourth, and I think there were a lot of fans. Mike brought it up, Richie, uh, the Nebraska game last year. That's what I was feeling there first. I think a lot of fans were feeling the same thing, like, oh, no, here we go again. We're going to blow a game that we should have won. And then they pulled it off, maybe the best, more, you know, that's probably the gutsiest response drive that we've seen from this Rutgers offense in a few years. Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on. The uh, Temple drove down the field in that third quarter, and I was like, oh, shit, this is it, like 13-7. And then I was like, all right, never mind. They stopped him on fourth down. And then they just did nothing on offense again. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. here goes Temple again down the field. And they scored. 13-7, and like you said, it's like Nebraska all over again. It's like, oh, my God, here we go. And then Manangai just, I don't even know, he channeled his inner Isaiah Pacheco and just couldn't get tackled oh at all God. on that drive. I love, I love Kyle like, Manangai, man. I was just insane. all game. I'm like, every single time he touches the ball, it's not always a positive game, but he never makes mistakes. He's great in the in pass protection. Protection. He's great at making the first defender miss. He's great at you know making reads when he's uh, running the ball downfield. Like, I just love everything about that kid. Yeah. Favorite player on the team. No, phenomenal. And I, I was gonna say like halfway through, uh, like we have a little group chat, and halfway through the group chat, I was gonna say like halfway through the game, I should say, I was gonna be like, ah, you know, Benjamin should be getting some of these non-guy carries, and then all of a sudden he breaks one, and I'm like, oh shit, yep. never mind. Delete, 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 delete. <laughs> yep. It, yeah, it's, it kind of reminds me of uh, Juwan Jameson a bit from back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin, you mean? No, I'm talking oh, about another guy. Really? Just like a okay. little bowling ball, a little undersized. And he's even not even that undersized. I think he's probably like 5'11". But. Yeah, he's, he's got decent size. It's just he was such a slept-on recruit because Jalen Berger was right next to him. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, but going back to the, the whole game, the ending, I guess, was just I didn't see it coming. I didn't see 23 unanswered coming. That was just absolutely insane in the offense – Offense kicked it on finally. I don't yes. know what happened in that third quarter, but the, the fourth quarter, completely different team. And then the defense, obviously, a couple turnovers. Defensive ends are getting interceptions over here. And I, I don't know. It was just a wild sequence of events. Well, we're already, as we can see, the message board is is uh, in action. So we appreciate uh, any uh, anybody who wants to donate to the program. Just like last week, we appreciate that. You can use uh, any of the super thanks or thanks options uh, right by the message board. And uh, you can do it not only for the live broadcast, but also if you happen to watch it afterwards. Because most, I, I think most of uh, the traffic came afterwards, because especially this late at night, I can, I can imagine uh, it's, it's pretty late. We're, we're, we're recording this close to 12 midnight. So we appreciate anything out there that you guys can do, but we also appreciate your comments uh, and uh, Richie is going to update the message board as we go along, but let's, uh, first of all, I got to ask you, just like I asked you last week, Rich, uh, how was the blackout Saturday night attendance? How was the atmosphere in the beginning of the game? Eh, not great. <laughs> okay. 
Nice. Um, I, I thought it was because a lot of people were uh, – if you actually looked, like, I, I go outside once in a while to see, like, what the ticket lines look like, and the ticket line was just, like, it was pretty bad still. I don't know what's going on there. Or I know a lot of people are complaining on social media and on our message boards about uh, just people not being able to scan the tickets. I don't know what the issue is there. It's, it's 2023. You should be able to scan the ticket. Come on, okay. next. Let's, let's keep it moving. Wow. So there were some guys, there were some late uh, late arrivals, but student section showed up once again, which was very impressive. They filled in those corners again, which those corners, as I said, I think last week on our pod, they've they've been bare in the past. But uh, yeah, students showed out. I would say probably about thirty thirty five thousand total. Um, not a great crowd, but given the weather and everything that happened in the monsoon, they were telling people to shelter in place at one point during tailgating. So. Yeah, it's not wild. It's, really, it's not crazy. So I, I guess thirty-five is pretty still, pretty solid. I think next week for three thirty versus Virginia Tech, two and L Rutgers, you you might have a really really good crowd as long as weather cooperates. Yeah, I think you will. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously not in New Jersey, so as you can see by my tag, uh, and I had no idea. So what the the weather was really bad in the area. Yeah, complete like monsoon type weather. I don't know what happened because it was nice out and then it said it wasn't going to rain. And then all of a sudden I'm getting texts from one of our guys, Alec, who's at the stadium before me with the riot squad. And he's sending me videos of like a monsoon and I'm sitting here and like 15 minutes away. And I'm like, dude, it's, it's like not sunny, but it's not cloudy either. Like, what are you talking about? And yep. 15 minutes later, I'm like, oh, shit, never mind. Like, absolutely insane. Hey, but, at, uh, least, at least it didn't affect the game. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I really thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be running the ball nonstop for both teams, and that kind of was the case regardless for Rutgers yeah. at least. So yeah, yeah. No, it was uh the, overall the the crowd it was, it was solid. It wasn't crazy good, but it wasn't crazy bad either. Just a solid crowd. All right, so I'm there gonna were some go- pictures I saw from before the game of like the blue lot that was in like four inches of water. Like everybody was just totally drenched. People were losing tents. Like it really looked like it was like a hurricane out there for a while. Yeah. But, Anyway. Well, when you're the favorite, you don't want the weather to affect the game. So got a break there that the weather did not. And Rutgers eventually wore out Temple. So let's let's go through the game and start early, of course, in the first uh, quarter. And uh, Rutgers, another solid drive to open things up. Uh, and uh, matter of fact, you had a, a few key plays. You had the third and eight Jackson nine yard completion. And by the way, Jackson, I have to say this, and I know Washington uh, had had a bad fumble, but Jackson to me looks like he's like the number one guy. Would you agree? Yep. Yep. Been, been saying he's it all the training most, camp. He's the most NFL ready play receiver on the team for sure. Um, yeah. I think Ian Strong has the highest upside of any receiver on the team, but yeah. Jaquay Jackson is the best receiver we have right now for sure great wait i'm glad you brought it up because i didn't even realize it where was he strong he strong yeah that's a great question because i thought when they announced chris long being out ahead of the game i was like okay this is going to be an ian strong breakout game and then he you know i saw him occasionally on the field i think he tore his jersey at one point and had to switch from number 29 to number 94. okay uh, at least that's that's they announced that at the stadium right rich i was yeah, there but, that it wasn't torn it's because of uh i forget what it was something with special teams if you want to be on special teams with the same guy same number yeah, they did it okay. with someone else last week too they just throw a jersey over them like real quick and it. it's just so you could have two of the same player. But, yeah, no, Jaquay is wide receiver one. I think I've said that from day yes. one, honestly, since he arrived. Um, and people but, were giving you shit last week because exactly. he played, like, barely any. And it's like, did you not notice he 
possibly got concussed in the first quarter. Like that's why he didn't play. Yeah, no, that was that was pretty bad. And and speaking of concussions, wide receiver two, in my opinion, right now, um, Christian Dremel almost got oh, crushed yeah. twice. I think yeah, on this yep. game. Yeah, um, yeah, he's probably got some some broken ribs. Wims that laid him out, unfortunately. Yeah, he's uh, is what it is. But um, yeah, no, Jaquay Jackson, legit, legit. So strong played one. though. He just didn't get any snaps or falls on like, his way. In the late game, I think it was not not the victory formation, but the the drive before that where Sam Brown did that uh the little catch and then the, the yes. touchdown. Yeah, I believe he was in for a couple snaps on that, but uh, I, I think I'm like 95 percent sure it was him, but. Huh. Can't say for sure. I definitely saw him at points in the game for sure. Okay, so yeah, then I, interesting. Right, there you go. Okay, all right. So, a matter of fact, uh, we're going to be <clears> looking <throat> at some of the clips uh, from uh, Rutgers rivals. Uh, of course, this is where you can find. This is where you can go for um, your, the Twitter feed for the show. Actually, for the channel, and I'm going to uh, throw the clips up here so the viewers can see it. Right now, we're going to take a look at. The first big run uh, by Benjamin, and this is the one that set up the first touchdown right here uh, for it was about 18 yards, I believe. Uh, and uh, initially they called it in, but we kind of figured that that uh, wasn't going to be the case. But anyway, um, they get off to an uh, an early lead, uh, and what did you think about how things were going? Because the host of the broadcast was was aggravating me to death because he must have brought up <laughs> last week 10 times in the first quarter about how how much it reminded him of last week and he, he was like putting the jinx the kebab on on rutgers about how great they looked early on but anyway uh they still uh looked good but maybe they should have looked a little bit better yeah i mean i i thought they looked pretty good in that first drive and then obviously yep. the fumble and then the second drive comes and they would they look pretty good again and i'm like oh shit this team might put up like 40 on temple and they, i mean ho and behold they they almost did <laughs> but uh yeah no i thought you uh i don't want to jackson uh deshaun benjamin was a great piece i like i said before i was i was texting our group chat like getting ready to say like dude get this kid more carries like he, his vision yep. is, is incredible he's just get that one cut and then he breaks it's like a home run hit. Maybe it's not for like a 40-yard game, but it's at least like a 10-plus-yard game. Um, I think he's going to be a mainstay in the running back field, even when – in the running back committee, I guess now, even when Sam Brown comes back fully healthy. Because and, now and, got, oh, and Young, too. Yeah, I forgot all about yeah, Who was yeah. healthy technically today? That's right. Yeah, so. and, and, and the touchdown, of course, <clears throat> came after – or came – yeah, came after uh, Washington's fumble – we just talked about how Dremel was was left hang out to dry by a bad pass by Wimsat. Um, and I got to say this, look, uh, it's all, sort of like that play to Washington and also the the play in the second half where he was trying to get him in the corner of the end zone. He's not a playmaker. And it's like they're trying – I know they don't have guys, but they kind of do. I mean, they got Jackson. They got Strong. I, they're trying to make Washington into somebody he's not. And I don't think he's the guy that you give the ball in that spot like a receiver screen situation to try to ask him to make a play. It's just not that type of playmaker. And then he fumbles the ball and uh, that was a bad spot, but at least they rebounded, scored on the next drive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, and I, I get it. He's a veteran. You want to get the veteran guy. He has the most experience. He knows the, it's not like he knows more about the offense than anyone. Cause they're all there at the same time with the new OC. Um, 
he's he's shown glimpses of like his potential in practice. We've seen it. Yeah, seen it over the past couple seasons too. Like with different, <laughs> ironically, would never know know of Edrell. It was always the backup quarterback he looked good with. But yeah, he uh, he's shown flashes of what he could do, and then he just can't put it together. Then do you, you remember that one-handed long touchdown catch he had in the spring game two years ago? Yeah, it was like yeah. literally like the sport the sports center like top play of the day <laughs> yeah. for that for the, whatever didn't it was he, uh, middle April. Didn't he torch Wagner last year too? Probably. I think Maybe. it was him. I might be wrong on that though. There was Wagner was like a pool party last year. <laughs> Wagner. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had one for forty-three yards and a touchdown, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's he has flashes, but he just can't put it together. And it's it's year what five, six, even. Yeah, he is who he is. That's it. Year four, maybe five, whatever it is. It's just yeah. I I think you gotta next week, you gotta make an adjustment. I think Jaquay Jackson's earned his role yep. as starter. I think Chris Long, if healthy, is probably a starter, and Christian Dremel is your slot guy. But like you said, he might have a broken rib. So who the hell knows? If everybody's healthy, honestly, Washington should be number four. <clears throat> Argue five yeah, behind being strong at this point. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. One thing that's shocking that from the first two games that I've noticed, and just only because Kirk Soraka has been known to use tight ends a lot, especially like two tight end sets. Where is the tight end usage in this offense? It's just not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that in the chat right now. Everyone's yeah. asking where's Bauman at, and I'm like, well, Bauman, like it's weird because Bauman came in as like this notable receiver, mm-hmm. and they're just using him specifically as a blocker. And I get it. He's massive. Don't get me wrong. He's like six what? Six four, six five, two forty, two fifty. Yep. Like he, he's bulky. But he I think he's a pretty damn good receiver too. Like use him a little bit. Like yeah. I don't I don't know. It's weird because our board, um, you've seen this, Mike, too. And the guy are you so has pointed out multiple times because I said before, I was like, Christian Dremel might be like one of your top receivers. And he's like, Soraka has never had a receiver that's over or under what six foot one or six foot or something like that and christian mm-hmm. was like five nine and i was like oh just watch man like this year he's like he's going to use two tight end sets and i'm like they use two tight end sets when they're running sometimes but that's about it like they don't use the yep. titans at all like zero targets for the titans today yeah and that's is that a product of the guys just not developing or them not being useful maybe but the run game was working too so why change it yeah patel how about Patel? Oh man, nailing the, the yeah. uh, what? Are you, first he had a fifty-one yarder. Yep. And then he hits this one here. Uh, this is the forty-three yarder he hits to, to to put Rutgers up thirteen nothing mid-second. But that fifty-one yarder shocked me. I was because, I mean, I've been listening to you talk, Richie, about his his uh, where his zone is, and fifty-one is definitely not it. Oh, yeah. No, you're you're spot on there. I I've been saying it. Um, I was shocked. We've seen him in camp, and there were times where he was attempting fifty yarders, and it's just like 10, 15 yards short. And I'm like, all right. And then I I figure like, yeah, you know what? Maybe they'll go with like a two kicker system. Like Jude's got that big leg. Obviously, as you could tell with all the kickoffs, he's. I oh don't my think god! He, what has one thing that is too? Has one been returned yet? Like at all? No. No. That's it's insane. So I figured he'd be like the long guy, and then. Patel would be like the short distance kicker and you see Patel come out there for the 51 yard attempt. And I'm like, Oh shit, let's see what happens. And boom. I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. never mind. <laughs> Take it back. Mm-hmm. So he's, he just knows how to control the ball really well. He's a, he's a great kicker. Um, it's a shame that he wasn't able to really participate last year based on a, uh, he, he actually had a lung collapse on him randomly. 
uh, right before camp, and it kind of hurt his chances of becoming a contributor last season. But now he's fully healthy and won the job. I, I, I don't think anyone saw him winning the job because it was Jude's job going into camp. <laughs> well, so far so yes. good. I mean, it's he nice had that the bad one last feel week. comfortable enough to uh, to put a guy out there who is so young at that kind of distance early in the game too. It's not like you know this is to put Rutgers up by you know twenty. This is to go up by ten. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it was was interesting is that the the the, the, the fifty one yarder came when they ran those really weird play calls to begin the second quarter where Wimsat, it was almost like we were watching the offense from last year. It's like Wimsat mm -hmm. like had two, it almost looked, looked like wildcat runs. It's like they were going yeah. nowhere. It didn't even look like they, it just, they just looked discombobulated for the first time. And I didn't know what, the, it, just, it just was weird. And then all of a sudden he throws them out there. It almost looked like to me that, hey, let's, just, let's set this up for a 51-yard attempt to see if this kid can make it. That's how weird it was about that. It was the two worst play calls, I think, that they had the entire game. But it worked out. So um, there, there was one really weird play call right before half. Like I thought they, instead of chucking it down the field, maybe use your timeout a little bit more strategically and kind of throw like, a, I don't know, 15, 20-yard like route real quick right along right right along the sideline yeah and go yeah, for a, field, a deep field goal at least but to go up 16 nothing instead of 13 nothing and i don't know that was probably the biggest question mark i'd say of the day yeah it reminded me of that situation remember uh the the, the eagles won the super bowl against the giants week three they hit that 61 <laughs> yarder because they did a similar situation where they they had like six seconds left they ran like a you know, 10 yard out to Alshon Jeffrey on the sideline to set up a long field goal. That's, I, I agree. That's what they should have done. Gavin also took a massive shot on that, that, uh, that Hail Mary toss yes. too. So that's yeah. not something you want to, yeah. you want to line dangerous. him up with. Yes. Yep. He took a couple, he took a couple deep shot or hard shots, deep shots. Jeez. <laughs> and then that play, uh, in between the two field goals where, who was it that, uh, again, the host of the show is just terrible because he didn't i didn't know who it was who stripped warner he never said who it was oh I mean, yeah everything went so fast I, I i he never said it so who was it that stripped warner and then we never got the ball so that looked like on replay that he like intentionally fumbled it forward so that play should have been blown dead or should have been he should have been penalized for that and they ended up recovering it somehow yes. is that what you're talking about yep yeah. 10 yards ahead yeah. of field yeah oh, yep mm -hmm. So I don't know how a Rutgers player didn't come up with that ball, given that it was like the six <laughs> yeah, Rutgers guy. And crazy. the guy who, who recovered it for Temple was like trailing the play too. It just happened to like squirt out of two guys' hands. Uh, I, that's another thing. I thought the, the officiating was downright terrible tonight. Oh, God. Brutal. Well, we got another break. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit by the officials. Um, then you had the injury, the near injury. Well, one of the two, both guys go down. Pierce and Needham. Yeah. And you know, we were all just holding our breath with Pierce. Yeah. And I'm not trying to, him. yeah, I'm not trying to, you know, every player it hurts when they go down. I'm not trying to knock Needham, but this team cannot lose Pierce. We all know that. Yeah. So unfortunately, we don't have an update. Needham did not come back, did he? No, but Pierce did. Yeah. Needham got carted off the field, actually. Yeah. Not looking promising there. And I, I thought Kamara Missouri okay. It's Temple. They don't have a great D-line. 
from what we've said on our pod, even like Kyle, who we interviewed earlier this week, said their D-line kind of stinks. Um, but yep. can you trust Kamar Missouri, who I think actually got a holding penalty on one, um, to go against like a Virginia Tech D-line? I, I don't know how good D, their D-line is either, but I just – I don't know. I think you might have to rotate in one of those redshirt freshmen, whether it be Taj White, who's your backup left tackle, maybe slide him over to right again, or um, – Another guy, Dominic Revere, was making some noise in camp, maybe, but it's such, it's so tough for a true freshman to kind of go yeah. out there. I, I don't know what you do. You're in kind of a, a shitty situation at the moment. How did he, how, how did Needham rank one out of five <clears throat> as far as top linemen on the team? Four, maybe five. Okay. So it's not the worst. Could it's, have been a lot worse. Yeah. But we don't even know. I mean, no, no update at this point, right? So we don't know. No. Hopefully nothing. he'll be back. But – it doesn't look good for now. Uh, see, a phony, he was the one that was charged the holding call, right, on the big 30-yard game by Washington. I think that was like – Yeah, the, I think that was that was like the play after the, the, yep. the lineman double-doink where yep. they both got hurt on the same play. Yeah, that wow. was like the biggest penalty I think we had that negated a, a big play. I think That's that, what it was. He, he had the holding. I, I said uh, Missouri. Missouri. My fault. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then you had – Matter of fact, right after that, you had the perfect pass. This is Wimsett's best pass of the day. The fifty the sixty yarder to Jackson on second and twenty oh, yeah. from the nine. That was yeah. a perfect pass. They could they could have had that play like every single snap if they wanted it to. Like there was the one he missed pretty badly on. But yeah, you're right. That was a perfect throw. Jackson was getting behind everybody on Temple's secondary. Um, and that was supposed to be a strength of their team from what Kyle said too. So um Pretty good feather in his cap to get behind a, a decent set of def- defensive backs, knowing what we're going to face in the Big Ten. But then it's just nice to see a deep ball. Yeah. We haven't seen a deep ball all season so yes. far. That was the first one, and it worked. And then they're like, "Yeah, no, run the ball next." Like, okay. yep. Well, I mean, right after that, Wimzad again showed his inconsistency because he had two really bad passes, and then he had to settle for the forty-seven yarder. Because yeah. one pass was the guy was wide open for a ten-yard gain, and he just threw it way over his head. The other yep. one was just, I don't even, it was up the middle, but it was completely, I think, ahead of the guy. I don't know who it was, but that set up the uh, the 47-yard field goal. And um, basically, that was it for the first half. Uh, Igbo, uh, they, they did have the uh, the, the one sack. Uh, yeah. Igbo, how do you? Oh, yeah. Igbenosum. Igbenosum, yeah. He had that uh, 15-yard sack, which was key because they were at the 35, I think, of Rutgers, and that took him out of... Field goal range. Yeah, only sack of the day. The, the D line was uh, not creating as much pressure as I thought. I agree. They yeah, now they passed the ball I, a lot of. They did a lot of quick passes, and that was their strategy. But you're right; they had opportunities, and they just did not. We we should have, that that was the disappointment of the game. They had so many just like lollipops to like guys who were running like wheel routes or running <laughs> to the outside. Like it, it seemed like they converted a lot of those kind of plays late yeah. in the game. Like second third quarter where it was just like we had put pressure on warner he like rolls out we get a big hit on him and then he just lofts one to dante dante Wright caught so many balls today i don't, I don't know have his exact yeah. stat line but it seemed like everything was going to number 10. uh five for 59 10 targets okay. like yeah that's it's pretty crazy he uh and he also uh ej warner's known as getting the ball out quickly as possible i think he has what like one of the top 10 fastest like releases release times or something like that last year yep Yep. So, yeah, that, that's that. Would, yeah, 
it, and it still worked out for Rutgers. So um, then in the third, uh, Temple was driving. Rodgers got beat on that third and long to the five-yard line. Looked like Temple was about to go in, but then the Flip Dixon show started. Oh, man. And he phenomenal. Made, yeah, he made the big stop on the third and goal Wildcat. And then the Pete and then the pass defense on the fourth and goal. And this was the play I was talking about because they were going to call pass interference. They could have called pass interference. They reversed the call. If they don't re- reverse the call, they're going to score a touchdown. So, you know, yep. as bad as the officiating, I guess, was, uh, Rutgers got a break. Uh, and, and like we talked about last week, Richie, you know, Rutgers has been getting some breaks on these officiating calls the last couple of weeks. They've been taking these big plays and, and they've been reversing them in Rutgers' favor. Yeah, I the like there were so many bad calls today though. Like the yeah. the one defensive pass interference, it was like mm, maybe maybe not. Then one of the longer beam was terrible. Yeah, that yep. was one, and then there was like two others where they're like they threw a flag, and then they're like no 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 flag no penalty, and it's like all right whatever. Yep. Ten seconds later, on going down the other sideline, it's like they threw a flag. Uh, no penalty, and I'm like what the hell is going on? How many times can you yep. throw it and not be a penalty? The guy on the sideline is clearly going like this with the flag. Like, he's trying to call it, but someone's yelling at him, like, dude, what are you doing? Stop. Like, mm-hmm. and they just looked lost. Like, you saw them on uh, when they went, like, off screen to show them, like, uh, looking at the booth or whatever, talking to the booth. They, everyone there just looked lost. Like, they didn't want to be yelled at. And all you see is Greg screaming at one of them. And it's, it's like, yep. uh, it's, hey, man, the guy's intimidating. He probably, probably scared the shit out of him a little bit. <laughs> hey, whatever works. So Dixon made those two plays. Then Rutgers got the ball back, didn't do anything. Temple gets the ball back, third and seven, and flip Dixon again. Big PD. They go three and out, but then Temple gets the ball. They're driving to start the fourth quarter. I guess it's what, the first play of the quarter, second play? Yeah, fourth and goal. Time. And that was just too easy, the touchdown for Temple. Yeah, just yep. wide open. Like there's, I don't know what happened on that drive and what was it the uh, drive before that, drive after that, two drives. Yeah, before yeah. that, a couple of before that. Yeah, yeah. The I don't know what happened on those. The touchdown play that uh, they, well, the only touchdown they scored was it was a crossing route and the DBs were supposed to switch off, pass off, and Rogers is a little slow to to pass off. Uh, okay. To I think it was Max Milton and uh, and Eric Rogers, and uh, Rogers got, was late so. That's yeah, Rogers, Rogers played a lot, but got cooked a lot. Yeah, he did. He made the one yeah. big play, the, like his first, you know, play of the game, basically, and then that was it. Didn't really have a good game. Yeah, but, I think he had the he had the third down uh, pass deflection on the first drive. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that was it. So they score a touchdown, and this is where we all get nervous. It's thirteen oh, yeah. seven, but uh, again, as we said in the beginning, best best drive best answer that we've seen in a long time Wimsat had the 17 yard pass to jackson right off the bat that was awesome and then it was the Menungai show 20 20 uh and oh, then man. a couple more runs and then he gets the touchdown they don't get the two-point conversion but they go up 19-7 matter of fact here is the touchdown right here this is uh this is what got it done and uh, Menungai goes in from there Side note real quick. I, I believe um, some people have called us out on this. I believe that is the Troy helmet we put up instead of the Temple helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that really? Yeah. Oh, no. Nice job, yeah. Google. 
It's whatever. It's it's got a T on it. It's white yeah, right? cherry. White cherry. Like it's pretty close. That's a good one though. <clears throat> nice uh, observation. I like it. Smart guys out there. I like it. Yeah, there you go. Well, easy, easy touchdown for Mananga, and that's just you. Like you said, it capped off a crazy drive. Like he mm. just he couldn't. That was the drive he could not be stopped. And I was saying, basically, like Pacheco. Like now, you didn't really see Pacheco do much of that at Rutgers, but now he's doing it in the league, and it just he put his head down and just gone. Well, it also kind of kicked the the offense in the ass a bit because they were just really, really conservative for like the previous, I yes. would say, like three or four drives. Where it was just like it felt like you were saying last year's offense, where it was run up the middle, run up the middle, pass on third down, didn't yeah. work, or we might have converted, and then it was the same script. That was they started, you know, I think they came out first and ten, they on the first play of the drive, and ended up completing a long pass. Uh, that was just a quay uh, completion. You're right, um, but it just you know it felt like we needed to have that drive, we needed to score, and we did, and. Uh, then the floodgates open because the next drive, first pass, interception. So yeah, yeah, that was a bad pass by Warner. Matter of fact, Rutgers got fortunate because that was poor zone coverage. He was yep. wide open, bad pass, overthrew him. Loyal brings it all the way back thirty yards to the ten, and this is where they uh, once again settle for the field goal. This was the lob pass on, on third down that we talked about to Washington. And before that, Wims had also ran the ball, I think, a couple of times. And he had he had a really bad day running the football. And I don't know. I mean, I know we've talked a lot about how you, you want to see the quarterback in those sets, hold the ball, try to make the defense honest. And it just seemed that Wims had – Every time he chose to hold on to the ball, it just didn't get much. I mean, I don't know what his yardage was, but it probably wasn't very good. His yeah, yard per eight, average. Eight for 24. Um, but he did that. Most of that came on that one carry where it was like a 17 yard game. Yes. Yep. But I, I thought he didn't do too bad. Um, I'm a little shocked they don't let him kind of just take off more. I feel like he, they kind of limit him a little bit. He, the way he runs reminds me of like, not that he has the same speed as RG3, but like you could tell when guys don't really know or either didn't play baseball or don't have like mm -hmm. a good enough awareness of how to keep themselves out of danger because he dove head first a couple times on runs. He was like his QB designed runs. He basically just like buried his head in the back of an offensive yeah. lineman and tried to like dive ahead. You just got to be a little smarter about his, you know, situational awareness when he's running because he's going to get his clock clean one of these times oh, if he's yeah. going to continue to dive head first. I feel like that's such a simple thing to like you should know as a quarterback like do not ever slide like head first like yeah yep I don't know that's that's a tough one so I thought he had another good game Gavin overall I'm not trying yeah. to yeah he didn't no. turn the ball over which is nice right yep, yep. yeah that's true that's uh that's that's again he's erratic and it is what it is it's, i don't think any of that's going to change a whole lot you hope he's going to get better with that uh by the end of the season uh but the turnovers if he keeps away from that that's that's huge um Monongai had another huge run for 25 after they went up 22 7. then on third and seven uh soraka he must have found something on the film because what this was like the what second or third time that 
he was able to get the running back out of the backfield wide open. This time Brown. Yeah. Yep. Went for 25 to the two, and then he scored a couple of plays later to go up 29-7. It was so great seeing him back on the field. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because someone asked a question. Lee Verino in in our chat right here just asked a question about this, and he's dead serious with this one. Is Manangai better than Sam Brown? No. No. I agree. But but he's dead dead serious (laughs) about it, though. Manangai might be a better overall back right now, but – Sam Brown's like a legit like NFL prospect at running back. Menungai is just kind of yeah. like your he's like a Mo Ibrahim light where you can just like ride him if you need to. Um, especially if you're running against the depleted defense, because I mean the floodgates didn't really open against Temple until the fourth quarter. Like they were just run down, undersized. Yeah. We had a clear talent advantage there. Um, because that's the thing that Kyle was saying when we were talking to him earlier in the week. He said that both the offensive and defensive lines of Temple weren't very good, and they were young, and I think they were replacing like four starters on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Their defensive line, they lost their best player to Wisconsin, I believe, in the transfer portal. Um, so Rutgers really exploited that advantage late in the game, but uh, it took a while. All right. I am replacing the Troy helmet. There you go. <laughs> Um, you know what got you, me was I was looking for a white helmet because they came out with the white helmets. And I yeah. was like, oh, I got I to gotta look for a white helmet now. And that's what well, totally I mean, screwed it up for me. Someone brought it up. Troy also lost by 29 today. So it's not really too oh. much different. I mean, okay. letter T, cherry, white. Like, right. Lost okay. by 29. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, we do we do have a super chat from William Donahue. Uh, he, has, he has a question with it too. So shout out to, shout out to William for that. But. Um, do you guys now put a game like Wisconsin in the winnable category? I know Wisconsin lost to Washington State today. Oh, William was the one that uh, donated five bucks, right? Yeah. Yep. Appreciate it, William. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see the game yet, but I actually picked Washington State in that game. I thought Wisconsin was getting a little bit. Because last week, you got to remember, um, Mordecai threw for 189 yards, one touchdown, two picks. The, the, the passing game is going to obviously take a while for them to get going. And they ran the ball for over 300 yards. But that's Washington State was a pretty good run defensive team last year. That's the reason that they were able to beat them last year. And so I just think it's going to take Wisconsin. Just, people think it's, it just happens overnight. It just doesn't. These teams are bringing yeah. a new head coach, a new scheme. It's going to take – so Wisconsin's going to be a lot better in the season because Washington State's not a bad football team. You know, I think you look at it and you go, oh, Washington State. But they beat them last year. They're a bowl team. So no, I wouldn't. Uh, I still think Wisconsin's dangerous, but um, that I, I'm not really impressed by that whole division anyway. Still, I mean no, Iowa. Yeah. I mean, is it going to be Iowa again? Uh, probably right now. Yeah, I would probably say yeah. That that was an ugly game. I watched that one this afternoon, and it's like just bet the under for fun because it's easy money. Like <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah, right. Like, Especially uh, in that series. Oh yeah, Brian France is getting fired 100. Like they have like a like a mountain climb graphic they tweet oh, out every week so now, good. and it's like yeah. he didn't average 25 this week. He's <laughs> falling down a little bit, and it's like, oh my god, this man is like his job's on the line here. And he's for done. those of you who aren't aware of what we're talking about, Brian Ferentz had to re to not renegotiate his contract. He had to restructure his contract to basically have a lot of his salary be incentive based, <laughs> where his Iowa had to average, I think, 24 points a game on the season in order for him to 
basically make the money he was supposed to make. Um, and so anyone who's seen the prices, right, you know, the, the yodeling man, like you can't go over a certain amount of money uh, in terms of your estimates for products. They have that yodeling man like on the way to uh, averaging that amount of points over the course of the season. So I think it has to be 24 points. So they scored 20 today in a win uh, at Iowa State uh, in the, the RNC poll, I'll call it, because I don't know if you saw this, <laughs> that like half the presidential candidates were there. Oh, but, yeah. What the hell yeah. is that about? Like, that was wild. Like five of them. Yep. Um, uh, but to answer his question, I do think we're creeping towards Wisconsin being in the possibly winnable category because, like, like Greg was saying, like these switches don't come overnight, and I don't think you could have a bigger disparity in style of offense than the Phil Longo air raid yeah. to what they were running yeah, uh, under Paul yeah. Christ. It was just like the everybody's like <laughs> impression of what Wisconsin has been uh, for you know decades, where it's just like run heavy, run heavy and pass when you need to, but primarily just run the ball 60% of the time, uh, power running scheme. Um, and they, they can still run the ball, don't get me wrong, but I I, I do think this could be a game that Rutgers uh, makes some noise in where I didn't think that at the beginning of the season. I just think Cam Brandle's so tough. Like if it was a home game, I might actually put that in the winnable category, but now that it's away – and you're probably getting a Wisconsin team that's going to go on a two-game winning streak versus Purdue and Georgia Southern, and then face Rutgers. I just, a, I think, it's bye. actually they have, they have a bye week. Yeah, 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 they have a bye week too heading into that. So, I just homecoming. think that's really, really tough one. Uh, yeah, is it Rutgers on like four teams' homecoming schedule? Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll, we'll yeah, it that. might. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be as easy of a homecoming for a lot of these teams as they they probably thought <laughs> yeah. when they they signed Rutgers up. Uh, to be their homecoming team. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the bye definitely hurts. That gives them another week to prepare uh, and to get their, yep. their passing game going. So it might be a bad timing issue for Rutgers. But also, look, even last week against Buffalo, that game early third quarter was, was nip and tuck. So yep. they kind of – it was almost like this game, the Rutgers-Temple game. And then finally they just warmed down. Uh, so, yeah, uh, they got uh, some work to do. But um, like you said, I, answering his question, definitely that's a game right now that, yeah, why not? We can, we can believe. That's, I don't think we probably thought that before the season be, began, but, yeah, we can believe. Not sure yeah. that's going to happen, but Jordan Thompson came up with an interception. I, that was a that was, to get an interception. <laughs> Yeah, those are the kind of plays that like are just a lot of fun to watch in the meeting room with the team because it's just like how did, nobody expected him to probably get an, an interception in his career at Rutgers, let alone yeah. uh, this early in the season. So I'm sure they'll have a lot of fun with that. Um, I feel like he's kind of the forgotten man along that defensive line. A lot of people don't talk about him, but he's, he's yeah. played significant snaps so far. He's been rotating in quite a bit. Yeah, the one thing I was surprised to regarding the defensive line, we had a lot of tip balls today. Yeah. And normally those result in more interceptions than we had. I, I do think we kind of got unlucky with the turnovers today, even though we did have two picks and there was a fumble that we didn't recover. Uh, but we did recover one. Um, but, yeah, we, there was a lot of opportunities to make this game even uglier than it ended up being uh, in terms of the, the score. But we didn't uh, take advantage of them. Yeah, again, we have to go back to how we felt after Temple scored. 
And yep. the thing is, it happened so fast, the drive to go back up two scores, that it, it was just it's just under underscores no pun intended how important that was because they didn't have time they didn't give Temple any opportunity to think that they really had a shot it was like because once you start giving these underdog teams belief it get and then all of a sudden you're at home and you're feeling the pressure this is a game we're supposed to win we're winning the whole game and and uh, it, it just happened so fast that. As a fan, you were like, wow, I mean, did that just really happen? It, it, all of a sudden, all those butterflies that, that came out of nowhere are gone. Even though they still had to kind of make a few plays to get up that third score. But, uh, yeah, th this was this was still – look, at the point I, I, that happened, I was thinking it is what it is. I mean, this, this team is what they are. They're, they only have so much talent right now. And it's great to win these games. And, and remember, we talked about this last week, Richie, is that I just hate watching these games because these are games that you're supposed to win. These are the ones that make you most nervous. But next week, that's going to be a little bit different because what do you think the point spread will be? It's a tough one. Virginia's next uh, coming off that loss. Pull, you have it, don't red. you? Yeah, I, I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's up now. Um, but keep, keep, keep talking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.